basically their body size determines how big the portion sizes are. So like for you and I, it's like, you know, um, say I get a fist of carbohydrates. My fist is going to be different size than yours, right? Yeah, I got so, little ass bitch hands too. So I mean, I got small hands too. I, I'm a ectomorph uh, originally. I actually don't know what I am. Like they, ectomorph they, is the skinny they, one, right? Yeah. Basically, if you can overwrap your thumb and your yeah thumb and middle finger, mm-hmm. your your ectomorph. Yeah. Like, I've had that's strange. I, I I know I could get really fat if I tried though. Uh, you're just going around the joints. Mm. I mean, you can still get fat, but just like from a genetic standpoint, you're more inclined to be lean. Well, that's good. Like you might be like like fat for you, but not like you know have like a huge gut or something. Like some people, they just blow up. You know, it's yeah. sort of fat everywhere. Yeah, I yeah, I know I have to be careful. When I first got out here for my that first year, I I got a little heavy for for a while, bro. Yeah. I was I was yeah I was like about. I was closing in on 200. Oh, man. About 10, 10 pounds off. Um, I was still lifting, but that's all I was doing was just lifting. And I, no, and I, no cardio or anything? Yeah, no cardio or anything. Um, and then I started uh, changing my diet up. I don't I do not do dairy or, uh, car, or gluten anymore. I've been staying away from gluten, too. Like, I don't have any kind of intolerance to it, um, but I've... I've just read that it can kind of mess with like your the lining of your your stomach. Yeah, and cause, like a leak. Like yeah. the new like the new thing to watch out for, right? You, yeah, you got to be aware of it. Get your kombucha, but get that gut together. Like it could cause you know like over time it's essentially like bowling pins taking out the the I forget what they're called like the the v i the v i l l i vile what they're called exactly but like essentially like a bowling pin and take them out and that can lead to like um essentially like abrasions in the lining of the the stomach and so that can kind of that leaky gut is what they call it mm. so if you have anything like that it can get into your um your bloodstream and then your body treats it like a foreign body and in trying to essentially break it down and whatnot uh, it can affect you it'll also uh, go after like your your uh, thyroid, like uh, your thyroid okay. hormones and everything that it puts off is very similar. That, that's makeup. a gluten thing. Gluten yeah, does that? Uh, gluten, it, it, gluten's the bowling ball that knocks the pins it, down. It can, yeah. That and like um, your cruciferous vegetables that they're like uncooked or mm-hmm. like raw. That can over time and more. You know, some people are more sensitive than others. Yeah, it can it can really have that kind of detrimental effect where it, it really affects the endocrine system in a negative way. Well, so I've been really trying to improve endocrine system as well. Mm. I'm a, I have hypothyroidism. Really? So that's that's a, that's one of the reasons I got off of the gluten and, yeah. the, and the dairy. Watch out for gluten. I, I'm not as familiar with dairy, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, then you can also, uh, you know, taking cold showers is another yeah. one. Uh, making sure your vegetables, your crucifix, your crucifix vegetables are really well cooked. Um, that's spinach, broccoli, uh, uh, cauliflower, is, uh, Brussels sprouts. Um, what about kale? Is kale precipitous? I don't think so. No. Maybe asparagus. I'm not sure on that one. So those, you know, getting enough vitamin D, getting enough sunlight um, will really help it out as well. So just yeah. kind of having that, that mixture, having a good amount of your, um, your vitamins and minerals as well. It's important, dude. Yeah. It's important. Um, I'm going to slate. Okay. And uh, 
Yeah, welcome, dude. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks good. for having me, Justin. It's good to have you. It's good to see you, man. It's Likewise. Been, it's been a long time. Yeah, I'm thinking like four or five years, maybe. Yeah. It seems like like a lifetime ago. Um, <laughs> lifetime away from, from the pool. Yeah, I, I think the last year was like 2014, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been it's been at least five years. Yeah, man. Um, two dudes from Springfield on, on a journey, on a uh, journey following their dreams. Uh, you went out east, I went out west, and now you're yep. out west too. Now I'm out west. Welcome, bro. West Coast, the best coast. Um, yeah. How, how you? Uh, how 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 long ago did you actually move out here? How, how many days? It, it's been three weeks today. Three weeks today. Yeah. How, so I'm how, I'm pretty fresh. How are you uh, adjusting? Uh, pretty good, I'd like yeah. to believe. Uh, getting used to, uh, you know, the changing climate, which isn't hardly anything, you know, because it's just beautiful every day. Yeah. It's, uh, you get used to that, man. Oh, man, it's awesome. Low humidity, you know, not a whole lot. Of, like, I'm used to going out in the Midwest at night, and then, like, you got to watch out for mosquitoes, so you're just, like, spraying all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I haven't seen any mosquitoes out here. You know, you see a couple of, like, huge, like, flying beetles or something every now and mm-hmm. then, but, like, that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't even really seen a lot of spiders. So, like, you know, the insects aren't bad. It's it's nice and cool at night. Um, so that part has been pretty nice. Uh, I feel like people are a little bit more friendly out here than on the East Coast. Well, um, depends where you're at. If you're in Beverly Hills, you might, you might find that's that true. to be a little different. That's true. Uh, um, and, you know, you can say the other way with um, – with New York City, it's like I, I met some really nice people out there as well. So, how long did you actually live in New York? About four years. Were you, were you in in the city? Like, uh, I would. Like I, a borough? I lived outside in New Jersey. The first two years was Hoboken, New Jersey, which is literally like right across uh, the Hudson River, I believe. Uh, and then the last two years, I had moved out even further to Harrison, New Jersey. So just trying to get more space uh, and this. Is, more quiet is a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison, New Jersey is kind of being gentrified. It was originally like an industrial area. Mm-hmm. And so now they're kind of like taking down big factories. I saw like a huge factory. Um, it was probably like two or three blocks long and like six stories tall. that had been up there for like a hundred years, completely demolished it. And just just Damn. dust cloud and it looked like you know like a bomb went off and they yeah. they took it out um and then so that right now anyway is like a parking space for like this huge red bull soccer arena okay. uh, that we used to live right next to but all along that kind of area they're making uh they're making all these different apartment complexes so it's just kind of like a a, a very quickly developing area gentrification is interesting yeah um we're in north hollywood that is a that's in the process of it right now. Apparently, like 10, 10, 15 years ago, this was like a really dangerous place to, <laughs> place to live. And now there is a ramen shop. So, okay. uh, you know, people, white dudes with beards and suspenders walking around. You know, not not what you'd expect in a gang infested uh, area. Um, it's cool, though. It's 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 nice out here. Well, but, uh, you know, there's trade offs, set of mosquitoes. Get bed bugs. You oh, that. Got to watch out for them. Got to watch out for that, bro. I uh, I had a run in with the with the bed bugs two years ago. No, a year ago. Um, I don't know. Woke up one day, and there they were. One of the worst weeks of my life, man. I had my little brother was out visiting. He get he got out here with like a hundred degree fever, fever. So oh, he was man. like super sick the whole time, not doing much. And then third day, I wake up. And I just like 
And for some reason, I just decided, oh, no, I wake up. My bed used to be in the corner of the room. There's like a smudge in the corner. So I was like, what's stick, this? Stick my finger in the smudge and like little critters came out. Oh, the dang. Um, and then uh, so I was like, shit, pull off my sheets, bro. My mattress, there's there's bugs everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. And it was just like, I was going to like puke. Yeah. I, I freaked I freaked the fuck out. Um and then it took uh, like a two month two month process of people coming in and out spraying, and uh, finally to where I felt safe again to buy a new mattress. I was sleeping on the couch yeah. for a while. I, I I've um, been fortunate not to have a run in with the the bit of bugs, but uh, I've heard horror stories, and it sounds like once they're once they're in, they they're hard to get rid of. Well, yeah, and I engaged in some risky behavior. I took I took some uh, some side sidewalk furniture. Um, but I don't know. I don't know exactly where it came from because I, I feel like I really inspected everything when I brought it in. Yeah. But then we also a buddy of mine who used to live here. We we went to San Francisco, stayed at a hostel, um, and it, we started getting. He started getting like bit up a little bit like right away after that. So we think it might have come from the hostel. That That's makes more sense. Those, we just don't. You just don't know. Yeah. Know? But so I don't take any uh, anything. sidewalk furniture. I, when I anymore. when I first moved out to um to New York, I moved out. I just I pretty much went from Illinois to uh, that first place in New Jersey. There's I was in a place with like I think it was like it was a two story place with a basement. And I was in the basement. I. Uh, had saved up enough to get like the biggest room, so it was kind of away from everybody. Uh, and I did it, I but that's all I had. I had everything I could pack in my car, uh, which was really just kind of clothes and you know, like supplements and like a jar of peanut butter. It really kind of came out with nothing. <laughs> the essentials, um, the essentials, gotta have that jar of peanut butter. I had a, had a blow up mattress that uh, used to be my grandma's that you know, after like three hours or so, it would go flat. And I had to pump it back up in the middle of the night. Oh, dude, um, yeah, that's totally me. I had the same thing, probably, probably within a month, month and a half i did the same thing but it was winter time so they kind of kind of helped me out i think it was like late november probably mid to late november so it was cold so i think that probably helped as well but same thing found a, a mattress uh just outside of like a i think it's like a walgreens or something so i think it was pretty fresh uh-huh. um at our walgreens or like some kind of or maybe a target so i think i think it was just something that they were throwing out so i don't think anybody else had used it i think it, it just kind of like expired like the shelf life was it uh-huh. um so i carried that back took a whole can of lysol spread that and then that's you know i didn't i didn't have anything to put it on so i just like slept on the on the floor uh, i think like six months after that found like a, a queen size um you know, frame and stuff and put that together and, and just kind of did that like my first year. Um, and then kind of just built up, uh, and, you know, but you didn't get bed bugs. I didn't get bed bugs. Wow. I, I sprayed the heck out of everything Lucky with man. the Lysol. Um, so I, I think that helped, but uh, it probably is a little bit of luck too. Yeah. So I, I definitely don't recommend it. That um, freshness factor is, it's a big thing. Yeah. How long has it been out? I, I mean, um, I think mine was probably out maybe like an afternoon if that, Mm-hmm. So I think the, I think I probably got out around six or seven o'clock at night. I had just gotten back from doing like a catering job mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh my gosh, a, you know, a free bed. And, uh, I was like, I'm going to go for it. But the place probably closed like an hour or two earlier. So I think it, it just been, been out. And like, like I said, it was, you know, November. So I don't think there's a whole lot of, you know, you know, bugs crawling around at that time. It's just so cold. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one thing you need to. It's cold kill off the books, man. Um, yeah, I haven't seen snow 
in almost two years. Not, Maybe more. Not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's true. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't miss it that much. Driving through is not not very fun. But uh, at Christmas time yeah. it comes around. It's like, ah, oh, doesn't feel like Christmas. It's you always go to degrees. like you always go to like the mountains and stuff. Yeah, go skiing or yeah, about yeah, just go like an hour from here and you find you'll find some snow. That's the one thing that I I, I haven't really explored yet, mm-hmm. just because I, I you know still kind of getting settled. Uh, but you know, there's there's a beach. We went. I was actually at uh, Huntington Beach yesterday. Mm. Um, that was cool that was really nice. Uh, probably about twenty minute drive from Laguna Beach. Um, there's a state park next to us. Uh, there's you know there, there's mountains and everything. I don't think there. I don't know if there's any mountains with snow on them that close to us, but probably an hour hour and a half away. So I feel like there's a pretty good mix. You know, you can go to a forest, you can go to the beach, you can go to the mountains, you can go to all these different places. All in the same day if you really wanted to. Yeah, that's true. Like that's true. So, oh, it's it's great out here. It's uh, but you pay for it, and how expensive it is to live out here. It is, it is pretty pretty expensive, especially compared to like the the Midwest for sure. Oh, um, yeah, coming wow. from coming from New Jersey, um, it's it's pretty comparable. Yeah. Uh, you know, the exception of like traveling with a vehicle, like we could get like a eighty nine dollar you know like month unlimited for like a train. Uh, and that that's all we needed uh, you know there'd be another like maybe 15 bucks you'd spend traveling in the city uh, and I think people who lived in the city they could do that for like $110 a month unlimited as many times you want but oftentimes I would go from New Jersey into the city come back do work on my own and then go back in and train people in the evening and come back so I would do it you know twice a day uh, but like out here you gotta have the uh, you gotta have a vehicle yeah public transportation is not I, no I, way no. I wouldn't I wouldn't do it uh, yeah I have yet to try it I, yeah, it just doesn't seem at least the the metro is just not like very well connected um, and also like it stops at like I think 2 a.m. Oh wow! I think it's when when it shuts down, so it's not like you could really go out and have a, a late night, night or something. Yeah, which I don't understand that. It's like you know, I think you'd think you'd want more people off the road. That's true. You know, more people road. off the road, and it's probably more affordable at time because there's there's not such a drive for electricity. It's not during the the peak hours. Yeah, they're uh, they're working on expanding it. Um, um, they're doing a. Expanding a line through Wilshire, like all the way, I think you can go from like downtown all the way to the beach. Eventually, is what okay. it's supposed to it's supposed to reach. But uh, I heard the the twenty twenty eighteen or twenty twenty eighteen, the twenty twenty two or the twenty twenty. Uh, you talking about Olympics? Yeah, the Olympics are coming uh, up. I think it's twenty four. Twenty four. That sounds 24 right. Twenty four is uh when. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm going to be it's, seeing some going to some events. It's going to be pretty sweet. But uh, I, I heard they're going to put in like another lane or two on the like the four or five, or like they're going to start putting a lot of construction into it trying to amp up the shit yeah we're, they're, they're gonna need we need flying cars for the 405 bro it's it's bad pretty bad it's very bad um yeah so you haven't experienced the uh the traffic yet right it, it wasn't too bad there there's probably like two or three patches of maybe a quarter mile where it was slow it wasn't stopped but it was slow but dude yeah um I've, I've taken so many trips to LAX from here, and yeah, I take that 405. It's like a three-hour commitment. Dang. It's like, good luck. <laughs> Better have a podcast ready. Yeah. Have your words of Jaybird queued up if you're on the 405. Uh, <laughs> um, 
So you're still training people? You still, how many, uh, what's, your, what's your deal with the training? So training wise, unfortunately I had to say uh, goodbye to a lot of clients out in New York City. Mm. Um, it was definitely hard to do. The Wall yeah. Street trainer. The Wall Street trainer. Yeah, where, where the, actually, where, where'd you get, get the name for that? So I kind of backtracking a little bit. So like I, I was, I was doing the catering for a while mm. and one of the guys, uh, that was uh, like a captain, which is essentially like your boss. He just kind of like leads everybody. Okay, you get, uh, do you have to call him captain? When you're no, no. They just call him by their, their first oh, name. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> yeah, first mate too. He, yeah, he it's, it's like being on a ship. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, uh, you know, I was I was always talking about fitness and nutrition and, and that kind of stuff. And he asked me, uh, so like, do you do personal training? He's like, well, you know, I have a certification, uh, American College of Sports Medicine, and I have a degree in exercise science, but I'm not really doing anything right now. And also you're fucking yoked. Okay. Yeah, I, I try and work out pretty consistently. Uh, and, and so he was like, you know, I got a studio where I do photography down in the financial district. Uh, you know, if you'd be interested, you could per, you could personal train people uh, in there. You could use a space. We just split it. Uh, you know, take a take a month, uh, train me, and that will be compensation for uh, that time period where you can use it for free to try and get clientele, and then you can let me know after that. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Um, just a little like. 400 square foot studio mm-hmm. uh, and I got a couple of photos somewhere and uh, so started that I remember it was February 2016 and I was like okay I have no idea how to get clients because I, I had trained a little bit like the YMCA I trained a little bit at uh, like a LA Fitness back in, in Springfield, Illinois. And I know that one. Yeah. And so I, I was like, because people would always, you know, essentially get handed to me more or less. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, don't train this person. I'd be like, okay. Uh, whereas this is like, I'm in the middle of downtown New York City. Uh, where, you know, how, how am I going to get these people? So I was like, you know, like people can't even see where I am. I'm, I'm on like the, I think we were on the fifth floor at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's just all you see is a window. So no one has any idea where where I am, what I'm doing or anything yeah. like that. Oh, you got signage. Maybe you could hang a flag. No, can't, you, can't, you can't do anything oh. like that. Couldn't, I, I was like, hey, you no, know, can I put a banner outside? And they're like, no, you can't put anything on the exterior of the building because uh, we're renting a space in there. But like the building itself is owned by somebody else. And they're like, there's there's no exterior stuff you can do. So I was I like. I see that being a slippery slope. Yeah. You know, yeah. Skyscrapers are all kinds of random yeah that's true like like a like a bumper yeah someone's a bunch of bumper stickers so i i got to the i got to the point where i was like okay you know i i I made a made a website i uh i used like a middleman kind of platform Mm -hmm. uh that kind of like finds clients and stuff like that Mm. um but i was like okay well i'm in the i'm in the financial district i'm right next to i was actually like steps away from the charging bowl uh so that was pretty cool call them bill Buildable. I walk by him every day. How's it going, Bill? Um, Is there a bear statue? No, no bears. There was a fearless girl that's yeah, been recently yeah, added, and that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. Until uh, dude started posing what they're doing, doing bad stuff. I I hadn't heard of that, but no. they they've since moved it to it's facing like the uh, New York Stock Exchange. Mm. So if they are, they're not going to do it anymore. They got armed armed guards starting out or standing outside the uh, stock exchange. Damn. So I don't think anyone's going to mess with it. Um, but I was like, I'm right next to Wall Street, and I was like, I wonder if anyone's like got the like you know the domain name like the Wall Street Trainer. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, 
because I'm like I'm thinking like if I ever do personal training, like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get one of these guys on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. So I, I checked it out, and sure enough, like no one had. It. I was like, okay, I'm jumping on this. So I bought it right then, and uh, went on and made a custom custom shirt and everything, uh, and built the website up, and and. Like I said, I didn't have any any way to advertise, so I just I went to Vistaprint, printed off like 500 cards, mm-hmm. went out on the street. Again, in the middle of February, I got on like my my tank top because I'm trying to like show that I'm in yeah, shape and everything. Yeah. And it's like you know probably just above freezing. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going I'm going on the street on Wall Street, passing out my cards. You know, personal training, nutrition, personal training and nutrition. Uh, you know, free free session, free consultation, just anything I could. And I did that for probably like three days or so. And I got to the point where I'd probably passed out almost 300 cards. And, and then I started kind of getting a couple of calls here and there. Uh, and a couple of people came in, met with them. I had one person come in from that middleman website mm-hmm. and and just kind of slowly built up clientele. Uh, and so that was kind of like, that was the beginning of it. And then just kept going from there. Uh, and, you know, fast forward, uh, ended up moving into a larger larger studio space is like a thousand square feet had a window view the other one i was looking at like this like dungeon looking interior of all these buildings mm. uh it had you know this new place had like i think it was like 16 foot ceilings or 18 foot so it was a big big space yeah uh built that up to the point where it's like i think i had 30 clients at the time and it, it, that was a lot like i was like well this is you know i was i was waking up at like you know, four in the morning. I was getting back at like midnight. And I, I was starting to get burned out. Like I was, yeah. I was like, I'm tired. Are you, are um, you, uh, are you participating in any of the workouts with your clients? Every now and then, just, uh... every now and then, I would, I would do some of the workouts with them. Okay. Uh, I had a, I had a group of guys, uh, the, the men of Midtown is what I call them. Mm. Uh, a great group of guys. They've since moved to Miami. Uh, and so shout out shout out to those guys that they're listening eric ben and adi um but we we do some stuff and and work out but they were like my last session of the day so i was just i was so toast um but it was it was good times uh and and then so kind of after that you know that went for a while and got to the point where uh you know things kind of started going south or sideways however you want to put it with a guy I was sharing the space with um, you know he was starting to, he was building up his business and he was bringing in people and kind of kind of came to a head I went back for the holidays for the 4th of July my birthday and whatnot came back and uh, you know he pretty much said that like he's gonna use the space like three or four days like completely uh, wanted me to put in like uh, like a deposit and all these other things I was like hey I, I really don't want to do asked him to talk about it a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and he just kind of kept putting me off and I was just like you know what I've had a couple things prior to this that didn't didn't add up and this doesn't make any sense I'm out switched over to like an independent training gym mm-hmm. uh, which was a little scary because it's like you know I have all this clientele built up and I'm saying hey we gotta switch to a different location yeah people are um, creatures of habit right yeah and so like you, you know I think I think out of all my clients I think I had I had one new person that like I think we might have had one set one session completed mm-hmm. and they're like hey I can't do this but I also think they're kind of like they didn't want to do it in the first place um and the other person they just couldn't make the commute um but pretty much everybody transferred over and then so i started training in chelsea uh i was training at the bellion gym so shout out to those guys they're awesome uh jeff bell carlos leon um 
And so I trained there for my last year and it was a wonderful experience. I wish I'd been there the first time, uh, you know, very knowledgeable group of people, essentially, uh, personal training gym made by personal trainers for personal trainers. Uh, okay. So it, it was, it was you know, the best of every, uh, every which way is more affordable, had more flexibility to it. And, uh, everybody in there was, was really nice and personable. Uh, and it felt like family, they'd have like yeah. little cookouts and they'd have little, uh, dinners every now and then holiday parties. So if I could do all over again, I'd probably start there, but it, you know, I, I learned a lot from, uh, from starting off at that one spot, you know, trying to, you know, how do you market yourself, uh, in a saturated area? How do you, yeah. you know, how do you reach out? How do you stand out? How do you, uh, get clientele, but also maintain a good relationship with them. And I think at the end of the day, it's, it's just, you know, being genuine with them and, you know, treating them like you want to be treated It's mm-hmm. you know, you always come back to the golden rule. Uh, you know, you check in on them, you, you treat them almost like a friend, but keeping that professional kind of distance, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. but that, I mean, I still have a couple of clients, uh, to this day that like, um, you know, they're, they're friends now, you know, I'll, I'll call them up. Hey, how are you doing? You know, talk to them, FaceTime. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's pretty cool to, to meet somebody and then down the road. And even though you're not, even though you're, you know, essentially from one coast to the next, mm-hmm. you can, you can have this, you know, really good, strong relationship, uh, that you wouldn't normally think would come out of something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's usually, you know, your client, client and trainer, it doesn't really turn into, you know, friend to friend mm-hmm. uh, at the end. So, well, you're changing lives with this type of work though. Try my best. Like a, like a guardian angel in a way, you know, show, show people how to live a healthier, you know, more fulfilling life. Cause if you're feeling good and, and you're not sick all the time, you know, your quality of life's better. It's just everything. It just being in shape just improves everything. It really so does. You're not depressed. You're not, or maybe you're less depressed. It's just uh, can't can't overstate the power of uh, of fitness. Yeah, it's it's huge. Uh, it, it gives it gives back so much more than than it takes. You know, it it might take half hour of your time, might take an hour of your time, mm-hmm. but you know that's it's like two to four percent of your day. Right. You know, you get in, and when you're done with it, you have such a such a stronger feeling of self worth, self efficacy, of you know, like. I had this, this challenge of the day and I overcame it. Yeah. And then even over the long term, it's like, you know, you start solidifying uh, kind of this identity to yourself of like, I'm the person who like makes a priority to take care of myself. I'm able to, you know, help others, uh, you know, even as simply like helping somebody move or like, you know, you, it, 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 it's amazing how much more you get out of it. And it, it, it really, it really gets to the point where it's not something that's like a chore. Like I think a lot of people have a misconception of like, oh, I have to go work out, I have to do this. It's it's a blessing. Like it's it's a it's a you know thing that is. There's so many people out there that they wish they could get up and they could go for a walk or they could go for a jog, but mm-hmm. they're paralyzed or maybe they're in, in some they're amputee or something like that. Right. Or, you know, there's there's somebody that's in like a hospital wing and they, you know, they have cancer and they they wish they could go to the gym or they, they wish they, you know, could go swim, they could go dance with somebody, you know, yeah. and, and they just physically can't. And I, I think a lot of people uh, take it for granted, you know, that that they're able-bodied, they're they're able to to do all these things. I did a uh, 
they call it the fight for air climb back in our hometown mm-hmm. at the Hilton. And essentially, you run up the stairs as many times as you can oh, in an hour, or I've maybe you just stairs. It, it's how long does it take? Uh, bottom to top. <laughs> On the top, I think I think my time was like eight minutes or something like that. I don't know. I had to look it up, Damn. but I think I had two hundred and eleven flights. I think it was two hundred and eleven in an hour's time. They're not counting the time you go down in the elevator, mm-hmm. back down to, to run back up. Uh-huh. But um, it was it was cool. But they gave us they gave everybody a shirt, and it was basically like you know saying that like you know be thankful that you have lungs that burn from exercise and not uh-huh. from not from asthma mm. or like inhalate, you know, smoke inhalation, you know, be thankful that you, that you can gasp for air and you're not gasping to get air, you know, mm. because you, you, you just physically can't get enough. Like all these, like, it's just a perception change is really what it comes down to is like, you know, if you're looking at it through the, the lens of like, this is, this is hard work. This is something I don't enjoy. This is something I don't want to continue to do rather than being like, you know what? I have an opportunity. I have a, I have this blessing. I had this, uh, this gift of being able to do this, of, of, you know, even though it's challenging, even though my lungs are burning, even though, you know, my legs are on fire, like at least I have that. And you know what, with anything in exercise, I always tell people just wait 15 seconds afterwards and see how you feel. Most of the time, that pain is completely gone, and what replaces that is that pride that comes in and, and says, you know, like, you did this, you accomplished it, you went through that pain, you went through this obstacle. Like, that's the kind of person you are. You're the kind yeah. of person that takes on the adversity, and you can just continue to push through that hardship, and, and you, you're not slowing down. And that carries over into other theaters of life. Yeah. You know, you're the kind of person that, like, you're, you're tired, but you're going to get up and you're going to help that friend change their tire because they need you at that time. You're not going to be like, oh, you know, just just call, you know, AAA or something mm-hmm. like that. Or you're, gonna, you're not going to be the person that says, hey, you know, we, we've been trying to figure out this relationship for a while. I, I'm done. You're the kind of person that's like, you know, I, I care about you and I'm going to persevere with you through this and we're going to figure a way to, to work it out. You know, it, right. it transitions into those, those other areas of life. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's not just in the gym. The gym is kind of a metaphor for life. Mm. And so going in and, and, you know, challenging yourself, going through that adversity, going through, you know, that those trials and tribulations and, and having that fortitude and that faith to go in day after day to keep that, that perseverance through that campaign, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's also just, you know, like I said, a reflection of life. Like life is going to, like things are going to hit the fan and you're going to have to just go through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not something that's just going to be brief. Like you have an entire life to go through. Like, and so the more you can train your mind to go through that extended period of, of, you know, challenging situations that you, you can overcome just by continuing to not give up. That's a, that's a really powerful thing. So it, as much as it is training the body, I, I believe it's training the more, the mind even more so. Dude, I totally agree. Yeah, that is a, you gotta, you gotta experience, well, you're going to experience hardship, right? Like, like life is going to suck sometimes. And if you have that, that in your DNA and your makeup to where, you know, when things go wrong, I'm going to push harder or I'm going to, you know, keep going despite, you know, in spite of whatever's happening. Um, just cause you know, just having the willpower, it's a big willpower is a big thing. Um, give me a second. I'm going to shut this window. Sure. It's, it's a Sunday afternoon, fuckers, and we're making noise. What's going on? Sounds like he's weed whacking or leaf blowing. There's like a shot back hose coming down out of some 
I'm not. Uh, probably might have been a flutter. Alright. Um, yeah, dude, we're to- totally on the same wavelength with that. I, I agree completely. Um, I find when I, if I, you know, take a take a week off of working out, like I'm like my, I'm, I get depressed. Like it's it's just a, something about having something, like having a small victory in your day every day. You know, no matter what, if you're going to work out, you get a win for the day. Like that's one you, win. No you matter che- what, you check the box, right? You did something so, right. No matter what happens in that day, at least you you have that. Um, but like. I've always wondered that what even like I've known you since since high school. I've never not known you to be like a super in shape person. So like, I don't know what 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 is what got what what sets you on this on this path, bro. Um, you've always just been a paragon of, of fitness and and health and in my life since I've known you at least. Much appreciated. Um, inspirational. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a mix of a lot of different things. It's a little bit of nature. It's a little bit of nurture. Um, you know, my my parents were both pretty athletic. My dad was a uh, varsity quarterback in high school, uh, played basketball, played for, baseball for, uh, Griffin? at uh, Glenwood, uh, went to the rival school. Oh, yeah. wow. And uh, so he, uh, you know, he was pretty athletic, uh, ended up going in the military. He was a military policeman. Um, shout out to all the, the troops everywhere. Uh, much, much love. Thank uh, you for your service. Really appreciate it. Um, and so, you know, he, he was always pretty athletic. Uh, my mom was a varsity cheerleader, um, you know, so pretty athletic as well. And so I think a little bit of that just kind of naturally came. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as a, as a kid, they said, and, you know, like they remember this one time they came in my room when I was a, a baby um, or I guess a toddler at that time mm-hmm. and they, they said they couldn't find me and they were kind of freaking out and they're looking all around the room for me because the door would shut and there's no way that you know it could have gotten open um I, I wasn't tall enough to even reach that handle but they said i had climbed up and i was you know they were looking around they look over and i'm in the closet hanging from the the bar um they do, said I, they said pull-ups <laughs> yeah maybe maybe <laughs> but i had out. they said hey, i had climbed up the uh the uh, dresser and then was just hanging on the, the bar where you'd, you know, you'd hang the, the clothes and whatnot. Jesus, uh, that's not a metaphor. Yeah. So, so it might have already just been there. Um, and then, you know, I got into sports pretty early, played soccer by the time I was four, I uh, played that for a while and then and just kind of kept playing sports. You know, I did hockey, the hockey did inline speed skating, did martial arts, uh, flag football turned into regular football. Uh, and, wrestling so I, I ended up just kind of going through all these sports and i really enjoyed mm-hmm. uh you know the competition and and uh you know I, I feel like i'm a pretty uh pretty like hands-on guy so like anything where i could um you know anything where i could use my body in a way to accomplish something was was pretty rewarding so you know if i could kick, kick a soccer ball harder than harder than everybody else as a kid or, or further and faster. Like I felt pretty good about that. Like mm-hmm. being able to um, work on something and see the improvement, you know, firsthand or, you know, to even feel it. it's like, okay, I feel faster. Or like, I know I can jump higher. Like, you know, I, playing basketball, I remember um, I would jump up and by the time I was in eighth grade, I was able to put like my hand over, over the rim pretty good. I couldn't dunk or anything. I, yeah. I still haven't been able to do that. I haven't really worked on it since then. I dunked um, a volleyball one time. That's pretty, I'm very proud. That's of pretty it. good. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, and so, you know, that kind of, that kind of started it. Um, and, um, 
Oh, you take a break? Uh, need to take a break. Yeah, I'll come back and tell you a little uh, bit. Time out. Time out. Shoot, where do we leave off at? We were uh, talking about how did it all begin, yeah, the fitness yeah, well, and health. Yeah, well, we'll get, we'll get you into in fitness. So you're a sports guy. Sports guy, uh, so kind of left, left off. I, I was doing all kinds of sports. I love the competitive nature of it. loved being able to see the physical improvement of, like, you know, putting that hard work in and seeing – uh, and seeing myself, you know, through through my own perspective of like, oh, I feel stronger, I feel faster, I feel more agile, uh, and and having a goal and going after it and putting my best effort in and and either reaching it, uh, which was always you know a wonderful experience, or coming close and knowing, okay, well, if I continue to try hard, then I'll I'll achieve that goal. So, yeah. kind of uh, setting goals and achieving them was kind of a, a mental thing that I didn't realize at the time what was going on. It's nice to know you had some agency in your life, right? You're like, oh, if I do yeah. this. Yes. You know, five days a week, I my muscles get bigger. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a simple thing to say, but it's, you know, it can be applied to so many other things, right? Very true. Uh, as I got older, uh, you know, I, I kind of started in, um, a couple things happened. You know, I, I watched like the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and ah. I watched uh, watched Dragon Ball Z as a kid. Hell yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think that kind of had an influence. Uh, I got to high school, continued to do sports. Uh, played varsity football. Like I said, did a little bit of wrestling, uh, some incline in uh, inline speed skating. Um, but kind of the big transition that really I think deeply rooted it. Uh, my my grandfather unfortunately had a stroke going from my eighth grade into my freshman year, uh, and at the time that really hit me pretty hard. Uh, initially out of fear of like you know I don't want this to happen to me, um, so I'm going to try and be as, as healthy as I can. I'm going to eat really good foods. Um, he, he didn't pass away. Uh, I got, you know, thankfully got another uh, six years with him, but, you know, left him uh, paralyzed on one side of his body. You know, sometimes we come in, it's like, you know, I uh, could have a conversation with grandpa and other days he wouldn't even know who he was, you know, so that was, that was really hard. Um, and, you know, so that kind of got me to the point where I was like, you know, I really want to help people. Um, and like, I have a, a huge desire for fitness and health. And like, I, I want to be able to kind of transition that into something that, you know, I can give back to other people about. Uh, my mom uh, at the time was a nurse. She's still a nurse, but kind of does like outpatient stuff. And so, uh, you know, medical was always a big thing, um, you know. So I was like, well, I want to do physical therapy. You know, I love learning about the body. It comes naturally to me. Uh, anatomy all through uh, anything that had to do with the body. Pretty much I would get, you know, like straight A's in, you know, whereas in like math class, I'm trying, I'm struggling to stay afloat. Oh, so I was like, you know, I'm not doing accounting, but like if you need me to help put somebody back together or you need me to help rehab somebody, uh, you know, like I can do that. Like you have Mr. Hole. I did not. Fuck, that was tough. Geometry, bro. Yeah. That's my, that's I, had a, I, had, I had Crago. Oh, I had the Crago. And I had I had I got B. I got a B or a B plus. <laughs> I'm good I'm good with spatial stuff. I can if I can if I can see it, if I can visualize it, I'm good. But like numbers and stuff like that all blends together on me. Like <laughs> some theorems, formulas. Oh man, yeah, uh formulas and, and what all those stuff. Thanks. Yeah, it, it gets me. And that guy used to call me just in case all the time. So <laughs> really? It's just like double the terrible. Yeah. Classes. Doesn't but, sound like a good experience. Fuck. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be a physical therapist. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lead by example. I'm going to be in shape. I'm going to continue to be in shape. Um, also, so, you know, like if I need to, I can help people. I can you know, hold them up or I can 
Um, you know, I can be quick and, and you know, catch them if they start to fall or whatever. Uh, and then got to college, continued with it, was pre-physical therapy. My university didn't have a full program. It used to be just a bachelor's, and then there were a couple of masters, and it's pretty much at the doctorate level. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to be a doctorate of, you know, physical therapy. Uh, and so did a undergrad in exercise science. Um, that was kind of the specific term really under health management was uh, the main thing I was studying for. Uh, and I got to my last 12 weeks out of four years of college. And I was again, back in the same, uh, physical therapy area that I had been in for high school, uh, or at least with the same person, we ended up going to a different facility, but the same guy I, I shadowed with in high school to see like, you know, this is something I'd be interested in later down the road. I contacted him again and said, Hey, you know, I had, had a great experience in high school with you. I want to continue. Uh, and so got things set up. And so I was, I was now observing and assisting him, you know, four years later in college. And I kind of got to the point where I had really, you know, I, I knew what the next step was. I knew what was coming. I knew what, you know, my life was going to entail at this point. And I couldn't help but notice, uh, a lot of the people coming in were, you know, they were pretty out of shape. It wasn't really healthy people. Um, and, and you know, that's not necessarily what you want either, either way, you know, it's kind of besides the point, but, uh, it just kind of made me wonder of like, okay, well, you know, like, would these people be here if they exercised? You know, I, I end up asking them, you know, would these people be here if, if they exercised, you know, half hour a day, not crazy or anything like me? Like, I was getting ready for a photo shoot at the time. So I'm just like, I'm super lean, super strong. Like, everything was like, I was, I was watching everything, you know, super, super close. And so I was like, you know, if they exercise half hour a day, not anything crazy like me, just kind of like, you know, they go, they, they, they walk, they, they do some light resistance training and they eat healthy. You know, they, they, they watch their calories. They don't overeat. Uh, and they get a lot of nutrients and they, you know, they have good exercise nutrition. Like how many of these people walking through this door would actually be here? And he said, you know, probably 80, 85% of these people wouldn't be here. You'd have the occasional people that unfortunately were in a car accident. They have some neck problems mm-hmm. or they have like, you know, something with their, their knee because they have the dashboard come through. Um, right. You know, you have like these random things. We had one, one girl who she a mixture a mixture of just like bad posture and then being forward on her phone. had essentially, you have a hyoid bone uh-huh. that's in your throat, essentially what your tongue attaches to. Uh-huh. And basically it had gotten strained to the point where she couldn't open her mouth. I think they call it TMJ or something like that. Uh-huh. And so like they were retraining her posture uh, and all that kind of stuff to, to compensate for it. And then you'd have like the people like my grandfather, older age, even though, I mean, he was walking, he was taking care of three acres of lawn, um, you know, put the Christmas lights up on top of the house. Like he was pretty active, but either through genetic or nutrition or, or both, maybe, mm-hmm. um, in old age, he, uh, you know, he just had a stroke. Um, and so you'd, ha- you'd help those people, but he's like, you know, 80, 85% of these people, you know, pe- people coming in with, you know, bad knees, bad, bad ankles or, you know, bad lower back. Um, it's lifestyle. It's, you know, being overweight, it's being out of shape, it's having connective tissue. They can't support the frame. Uh, and then just the, the body is not operating as well as it should. And so I was like, Oh man, like, I love the idea of like getting people, you know, back to go, but I love the idea even more so of them not having to go through all that in the first place. So I was like, I'm, I'm on rehab. I want to be on the prehab. I want to make sure people 
you know, I want to be preventative with this. So I was like, I want to try and, and, you know, I, I feel like I have a good knowledge base, a good experience. And so I was like, I want to go out and try and educate and motivate and, and demonstrate how to stay, you know, active and, and good nutrition and all that. And so I was like, okay, well, like, I want to reach a lot of people. So I need a platform. So that's why I was like fitness modeling, uh-huh. you know, you can do the magazines or you can you know stuff like what we're doing right now. You can reach a lot of people. It's, you know, it's gotten even easier since, you know, since I was in high school and whatnot with social media, with podcasting, like you can really get in touch with a lot of people. And so I was like, you know, I want to be on that, that preventative side and and, and try and reach as many people as I can to kind of instill that, that message uh, and that, that knowledge base uh, of what to do. And so like, Mm -hmm. you know, fitness modeling, uh, you know, if I get any, anything through acting, anything, you know, opportunity for like podcasting and that kind of stuff, uh, definitely going to go with it. But like, it's not the over, uh, arching goal. Like my, my big plan, the big thing I want to do is like essentially make like an organization, uh, a national organization that goes in, uh, kind of like the dare program and, and helps out with the local community kind of finds, finds people that I don't want to give too much away because I don't want anybody stealing the idea necessarily. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure that, you know, it's, it's solidified before I really start kind of putting it out there, but, um, more or less, I want it to be something where the local community after we've gone in with a national organization can kind of take it from there. And it's, you know, educating people at the, the grade school, high school and collegiate level. So by the time they're adults, they're good to go, you know? So, you know, helping as much as I can with the current generation, but acknowledging that like, I'm only going to be on this earth for so long. Like I want to help the next generation after me. And if they're good to go, they pass that on to their kids and so forth. And, and hopefully it's a positive cancer, a positive domino effect that extends both, uh, from that local community, to the state, to the nation, hopefully the world, and uh, and then transcends time and continues generation to generation. Uh, so, a healthy society is a happy society, right? Yeah, definitely. Like if, uh, you know, just imagine if we were all fit like Swedish people or something, you know, how, how many, you know, less depression, yeah. less, uh, less uh, opioids getting prescribed for people. It, it's you know, a domino effect. It, it really is. And, you know, it's, it's not just being fit, but also fit and well, you know, mm-hmm. and then, and that can transcend to a lot of things, you know, not just being physically fit, but also mentally fit, emotionally fit, right. uh, spiritually, spiritually fit, you know, having that full, that full, uh, person, uh, you know, and I think the other thing that would be interesting is that much like the military, like you see all kinds of people go through the military and all walks of life, you know, high class, low class, middle class, you know, every kind of race. Um, and at the end of the at the end of the day, at the end of the training, everybody's the same. Everybody has mutual respect for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and they you know, they're they're not only getting along, but they're doing so well together that at least in the U.S. And you could argue, you know, they're the they're the most cohesive group of people that you know, they, they get their job done and they do it well. Right. Uh, you know, so, but one of the things that makes that possible is they're going through all those hardships together. Mm-hmm. They're going through that, that grueling basic training. They're going through the nights where they don't sleep. They're going on those horrible runs, but they're doing it together. They're seeing somebody else go through the same thing. They can relate. They have that empathy. Yeah. And they're also, uh, 
you know, along the way, having that human nature come out of like, I want to help this guy and he's helping me. And so that just makes more of a bond. So, you know, exercise is, is kind of in the same vein, not to the same extent, but like, if I know, if I know that you're, you're getting up at five in the morning and going for a a mile run, like I can relate to that. Like I've I've experienced it. If I'm also exercising, like people who exercise, no. Okay. Well, they might do a little bit different training, but like some part of their day, they're going through something challenging and they're overcoming it. Uh, And so there's, there's that, that equal ground that people can relate to. So, you know, if everybody was on that playing field, it'd be something that people could relate to and say, you know what, I'm understanding of you of, of things that you're going through. Mm -hmm. And I think that that would again, kind of transcend or, or kind of, you know, branch out to saying, Hey, you know, like I've had times when, you know, kind of like what we were talking about, we both ended up getting a mattress off the street, you know? And like, so like you saying that, like, you know, I I've experienced something similar. So like I can relate to you on that. So I think that's, I think, you know, in the end, that's kind of what hurts a lot of people is like, they don't find that middle ground where they can relate on something. And then when you can't relate, you know, you see somebody else is different than you when we're really right. pretty similar. Um, you know, we have different stories, different backgrounds, different experiences, but we're, we're all very similar. And so, you know, I, I think that would be something that would really help out, you know, kind of like a, a community aspect yeah. uh, is, is knowing that other people are doing something similar to you. And at the very least you had that, uh, that ground to stand on to say, Hey, I, I, I know what you've been through and, right. and, you can start from there and that branches out to like, hey, like I said, you know, I understand finances or I understand relationships or like you're, you're just much more willing to be open and understanding rather than having being closed minded and, and saying you're different than me. And, and kind of, you know, like the other stuff going on in society where I feel yeah. like people are kind of, you know, yeah. there's that, that distance, that separation. Right. Um, it's not like a lot of community pride or like. Like, for instance, I don't hang out with my neighbors. Like, I don't really know most of my neighbors. You know, there's not, like, block parties or anything. Or, yeah. You know, like, I, I do wonder, I wonder sometimes, like, when the, when they say, like, I don't know, like, the 50s where, you know, everyone knew each other, the, the neighbors and all that. Like, what what could we do today to kind of, to, to make something like that happen again? Because, you know, un, being unfamiliar with your 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 neighbors, your, your community, you know, you just, is it, there's a distance. And once there's a distance, there's, you know, you don't care or you don't care or, or you know, like, oh, those people. Yeah, yeah. You, those people, like you just don't see, like I said, you don't see them on the same playing field or, uh, you know, you start taking what you do know about somebody, you know, maybe it's where they live. Maybe it's, uh, things that you've heard, or, or maybe, you know, you, you look at them from a visual appearance and you say, Oh, well, you know, this person's a certain race or this person's a certain gender mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Um, and you're not looking at the person as a whole. Right. And I think that's where a lot of people lose it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean like, you know, there are a lot of things that weren't right about the fifties, but there are a lot of things that were, um, you know, people, they'd have dinner, they'd sit down and they talk to one another, like you and I are, um, they go to church together. They they go to church. I'm not a religious dude, but I do see the, the, like the, the, uh, the, the the sense of community that you get from, you know, you you meet, they meet up with like a hundred people and you see those same hundred people or so every, every week. And you guys all, you know, you get familiar, you talk, you, you 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 uh, you vibe on something, um, and I think that's important. It is definitely. I mean, it's 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 in our nature as humans. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you uh, if you were the the lone wolf as a human, like you probably didn't do do too well. Like, right. you you might 
not have survived, you know? Dude, yeah, it's, but, you can't, you really can't succeed in this world on your own. Like, you, yeah. like, no one gets to just by themselves, no help at all. Like, you have to, you have to reach out to people. You have to have relationships with people. Um, you got in that community aspect. You got to watch out for the other person, you know, and yeah. you watch out for them, they'll watch out for you. And, you know, it makes it that much easier. Life is already hard enough Dude, is what yeah. it comes down to. Like, mm-hmm. If somebody who's who's doing well, who's who's got a good job, good income, you know, good health, like it's still challenging. And then you have, you know, people who, you know, might be struggling financially or might be struggling health wise. And and having that compassion, that empathy to to reach out and say, hey, you know, I might not know exactly what you're going through, but I know you're a human like like I am. And I want to help you, you know, mm-hmm. in whatever way I can, you know, I um uh, yeah, I was talking to to my priest uh, one time, and he said, you know, like I I asked the, the question, like you know, like I'm in New York City. I have people come up to me a lot of times and say, like, hey, can I have five dollars or can I have this? Mm-hmm. And like you know, sometimes I didn't have any money on me, or sometimes I I'd, I'd see you know they have all these like burn marks underneath their fingernails, and they're probably doing something they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'd say, you know, like what do I do with this you know situation? And he said, you know. Sometimes you, you can't do anything like if you if you can give, you know, give. Uh, and if not, you, you at least um, can pray for him. Say, you know, I'll pray for you. Uh, and at the very least, you say, you know, what's your name? You know, uh, if it's a homeless person and, you, say, you know, my name's John Doe. And it's like, you know, it's nice to meet you, John Doe. I, you know, I can't help it's you a out. It's generic name you got, It, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, John Smith, something like that. Um, and, and just acknowledging their name, you know, maybe they haven't heard their name spoken mm. aloud. It gives them some, you know, some sense of, of self-worth that like, at least this person is taking the time out of their day. They're acknowledging me. They're, you know, they're speaking with me and they're not just saying, Hey, you or like, you know, I'm sorry, you're homeless or whatever. Like they're, they're talking to me like a person. Right. Um, and, and it's brief and, and maybe, you know, maybe that's all it is, but at least you did something. Um, you know, that, that's at a very, you know, extreme level, but like, you know, today, you know, like with neighbors and stuff, like the, what I, what I pitch for like the fifties and like neighbors is like, you know, maybe you bake like a casserole or, or something yeah, you know, like yeah, that, yeah. or you make cookies and like, Hey, you know, we just moved in or like, I saw you guys moved in. We're so-and-so, um, you know, I, I, I sell cars or like, you know, this is what I do. You know, if you ever need help, you know, just come knock on the door, you know? And, and that, that changes somebody's perception like that of like, okay, well my, my neighbor's a friendly person. Like they've reached out, you know, if, if I need help changing the tire, if I need help, you know, cutting the grass or, you know, watching the dog or feeding the dog or whatever it is, like Mm -hmm. I, I feel so much more open to that, uh, to that person. Uh, and, and, you know, hopefully it's the same way for them. It's like, hey, you know, I really appreciate, you know, they come over a week or two later, you know, uh, here's a casserole from us. You know, we just moved in. We didn't have anything set up, but, you know, we really appreciate you coming over and, and, and being kind. And it's kind of like a it's a pay it forward kind of attitude, right. you know, or it's like going to the going to the restaurant and you say, hey, you know, I'm going to pay for me. I'm, I want you to pay uh, put this on you know, for the next person behind me to, to pay for their meal as well. And, and there's something about that giving that makes other people want to give as well. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it, it's, it's also human nature and you know, we're, we can go both ways as humans. Like you can be at the point where like, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to deal with anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't just want to close off. Um, you don't trust people, but then you can, you can also be like, 
wow, that person is actually a really good person. And if that person's a good person, you know, that gives you hope and, and inspiration that like there's somebody else out there that's good. Or, you know, what can I do to make the world a better place? Maybe it's not on everybody else. Maybe it's on me. What can I do? Yeah. You know, starts starts building up those questions and those those feelings and that perspective of like, you know, there there is something that can be done. It's it's not just how it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're in such a very we're growing apart as a society, I think. Very individualistic and uh I don't know if it's like part partially to do with like, you know, phones and technology nowadays, you know, more more often than not people are you know, you see a group of people at a at a dinner table and they're all just like yeah, just, just texting thing, away. Though. It's a yeah. uh, yeah, technology is a wonderful and horrible thing at the same time. It's yeah. a dichotomy for sure. Uh, you know, I uh, like I said earlier in the podcast. You know, I can I can talk to my uh, my friend on the East Coast in seconds. You know, right. whereas like you know, or I could talk to him around the world. You know, mm-hmm. if he, if he's in Australia or something, I could I could do the long distance call. I could you know see him face to face, even though it's through a phone. You know, I can see that. Whereas like you know. 30, 40, 50 years ago, for sure, you had to write a, uh, a letter and that took weeks to get yeah, there. Yeah. You know, like soldiers over in World War II, like they, you know, that's 75 years ago, but still like they had to wait months sometimes just to get a letter from somebody they cared about. Mm-hmm. And that meant the world to them, you know, whereas like I can, I can pick up the phone and call my parents right now and tell them how much I care about them, how much they mean to me and all that kind of stuff. Like that's a huge blessing. Right. Um, it doesn't matter where you are, when it is, uh, it, it, it's such a, it's such a thing to be able to have that potential, but it also can go the other way. It's, it's a tool much like other tools in the world that can be used, you know, for, for good or for bad. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you could look at it the other ways. Like I was watching, uh, the new Spider-Man the other day, far, uh, uh, far from home. Fucking great movie. It, it was pretty good. And there's, um, there's this one part where, you know, I, I chuckle at it, but then it also kind of makes me think of like, wow, you know, that's, that's actually probably going on. It's these, these two, uh, two high school, uh, kids and they, you know, they kind of build a relationship on this, uh, uh, summer vacation through their school and on the way back uh, on the flight you know they're literally sitting right next to each other and the one, and the guy's like I miss you and the girl's like I miss you more um, and it's kind of funny but like mm-hmm. that's also kind of like something that you see nowadays like you might go to a, a restaurant see a whole table full of people and they're all on their phones and yeah. and that you know that's really taking away from that human connection you know it's it's one thing to read something but you're not getting the tone you're not you're not seeing the emotion in, in the person's face, their eyes, um, you know, their, their, their pitch about, how, you know, a hesitation or maybe an excitement. Like there's, you're just losing so much that, that that's not picking up. Yeah. That's why, like, if it's an important conversation, like, you know, when I call my parents, I, I usually try and FaceTime them uh, one because I actually like to see them, but like you're, you're getting so much more information. Right. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's a very informative age, but mm-hmm there's only certain points of information that we're getting, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, like you, you could say this with media as well as like, you know, there's, there's the major outlets for news and some, you know, one of them is, is one way to an extreme. One of them is the other way to an extreme. And you, you know, there's not really a whole lot of other stuff yeah, good and, luck and taking pieces and trying to piece together. What yeah. it really is. And, and you're seeing it through, you're seeing it through that lens, you know, you're not experiencing it firsthand, you're not you're not hearing it from somebody that you personally know. And and so the information is there, but maybe it's been distorted or maybe it's been stretched uh, or maybe it's, it's not even real or, or maybe it maybe it is real. But 
you don't know what's real and what's not or to what extent. Um, yeah. So I always, you know, I, I always tell people like, I don't, I don't watch the news and stuff like that. One, because like, I never feel good after watching the news, you know, mm. um, I, I always walk away feeling like, well, crap, you know, the world's on fire, <laughs> you know, it's kind of what I feel like. Um, but on the other hand, you don't want to be ignorant as well. So like, you know, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt and don't, don't spend too much time on it. And what I always come back to is like, you know, whatever the, whatever's going on in the world, um, that's the world. And what can I do? What can I do is, is David Miller today. What difference can I make? Yeah. You know, the world's doing its own thing. What can I go out and do and have a positive impact? What do I want? What do I want to see in my world? I want to see, I want to see a day where there's no, there's no children starving. I want to see a day when everybody is on an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I understand there can't be like a utopian society, but I also believe that if people are are reaching out and trying to help one another, that it could be so much more than it is. Like we have so many resources and so much potential yeah. that we have nowadays that we didn't have 20, 30 years ago. And I, I, it, it kind of bothers me from time to time that like we're not doing more for other people. Right. Um, and, and so I think that all come with time. I think there's just a lot of things that have happened in the past that are kind of going on. And it's another thing. I don't want to, you know, talk about the news too much, but like, I, I do feel like there's a fear component that like both like that's good for them because people get sucked into it because that's kind of like our, uh, our, you know, our, our mental, thing to be attracted to fear because it's something we need to be aware of yeah you know like you take that back ten thousand years ago like you don't want to go to the tree where you know uh caveman bob got eaten you know everybody says hey you know this is the route you don't want to go like you're gonna be fearful of it and you're like okay well i'm, I'm listening to this information yeah um when you know all actuality made that was 20 years ago there's never been a saber tooth tiger since like, yeah. why can't you go to that tree? Um, and you, you kind of build up this mindset of like, you know, going this way is the wrong way. Yeah. Um, healthcare is too expensive. We can't, we can't have healthcare. Who's going to pay for it? Well, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, right. and, and you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, there's a ton of people in the world. There's a lot of different opinions and I, and it kind of comes back to what we were saying earlier is like, you know, you got to be open-minded you got to hear the other, the other person, the other side, you know, whatever. And, you know, if you can't agree on something, then you agree on a middle ground, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you look to see what, what you can do to be empathetic and understanding and, and treat others like you want to be treated. Like it, it, yeah. it always comes back to that. So Seems we're at a real crossroads with that in our country right now. Yeah, you know, there, there's you know, arguably a lot of civil divide, if you will. Um, but you know, the other part of of our country um, is like you know, we have a a deep sense of like pride for being Americans uh-huh. for for being you know hardworking and you know you know we're gonna we're gonna help lift up our our brother and our sister by their bootstraps even if they don't have bootstraps we're gonna lift them up either way we'll figure we'll figure it out yeah. we're intuitive we're we're imaginative we'll get the job done because we care um and and i think along the way we've been it's it's been it's life is always challenging and i can imagine trying to be um you know higher up in in, a, in affecting the country in in such profound ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's hard. I mean, there's just some things that like, 
um, you can take a quote unquote good person and ask them a question. And sometimes they're going to be like, dude, I don't know. That's, that's a, that's a big question. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, and, and uh, again, kind of where I think a lot of things stem from or end up going is like from a, a place of fear of like, you know, this is happening. Where else can it go? And, and that kind of thing. So I don't know you gotta take it with a grain of salt, but I think the best way to approach it is to uh, really try and watch out for that person, treat treat them how you want to be treated, and, and try and find a middle ground that you guys can both stand on and speak about and communicate. And, and you know, maybe it is like you know we we agree to disagree. This mm-hmm. is the closest thing we can get, and we're gonna go with it. And but it needs to be improved. It's not perfect. It's not. It's not ideal and so we're going to keep working on it whereas i think a lot of times like something comes up it gets addressed and it just kind of stays there it's like you know if it's not broke don't fix it but the question should be like if it could be better then it's as good as broken right yeah like what what can we do to improve something you know mm-hmm. if, if things continue to always be the way they are like we're not progressing like things aren't getting better you know we're not helping more people we're not making things more efficient we're right. like all those all those things so like always seeking to treat others good and always asking what more can be done to be better. Um, and, and having a positive outlook, like even in the, the bleakest of times, like mm-hmm. having a positive mindset will, will do so much more. Uh, I, I agree. And so, you know, you can always, you can always find the negative in things. You can always find what's wrong, but what good is that going to do in the end? You know, of pointing out where somebody stumbles or where somebody falls rather than saying, you know what, this is what we're doing, right? This is, this is what you're doing, right? This, you know, you're excelling and you're doing great in this. Keep it up. You know, here's some areas where I think we, where you could improve, where I could improve, you know, listening to that constructive criticism, like, you know, Okay, well, I'm coming up short here. Like, you know, what are, what are you seeing that I can't? Because you you have a different, you know, perspective on, on things. You have a different, you know, mindset. You had different experiences that, you know, you're seeing something that I'm not, or you're seeing it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And I can say, you know what? I can be humble and say, you know what? I don't have as much knowledge on this, or I don't have your perspective, or I don't have your skill set, your experiences. What can you know, what can you teach me or, you know, what can I learn from you rather than saying, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to put up a brick wall. I know everything. Yeah. You know, I think it takes conversations like this you yeah. know, where you sit down and you, you have this unfiltered just discussion about because I think it's, you know, to, to tie back in with technology, you know, we want everything now and quick and fast and easy. That's why we're in this, this soundbite culture where, you know, you only get, Blips. A snippet, yeah, blips of, of a thing, of the most extreme position on this one thing. Yeah. And then it's just like, there's no room for discussion. There's no room for nuance. It's either this way or that way. Yeah. You know, and well, life just don't work like that. It doesn't. And life is not red and blue. It's not black and white. It's it's purple and gray, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that's one. That's one reason why I like doing the podcast. I just like to sit. You know, you can hear the entire conversation. You're not just right. getting exactly say. You're not just getting those blips. Um, you're you're getting to hear the the whole thing, the whole person. And at the end of the day, like you know, it's that person's experience. You know, you take you take the good from it, you learn from it, you apply it to your life, and you and you know. You, People are always learning. Like you, you learn all the way up until the day you die. Um, yeah, you never stop learning. Never stop learning. Like even if even if you are not trying to learn, like you're still learning. Um, your your brain's still making new neurons, new neurological connections, and so 
you know, you can always you can always go to that next level and and learn from someone from a group of people. Um, and just because somebody has a different opinion and you doesn't mean you're right or they're wrong. It's just different. It's just different. And yeah. it takes a big person to say, you know what? This person has a different opinion than me. They have a different stance. They have a different viewpoint, whatever it is, and say, you know what? But they're still a human being, mm-hmm. and I'm going to treat them with respect. Yeah. You know, I, I want to. I'll try and put my my feet in their shoes as much as possible. And and where I can't understand, I'll ask for for input. I'll ask for more information. I'll seek that understanding rather than just than just saying I I know enough. Yeah, you know, can't put a always, price on empathy. Yeah, always being open, and I think that's what it comes back to. Like people, people always have different opinions, and that's good. It's good to have different opi- opinions because that's where innovation comes from. That's where right. progression comes from. That's where learning comes from. Um, you know, if, if everybody is the same, what a dull world it would oh, be. Oh God, yeah. Uh, and so it, it's it's a strength to have that different opinion. It's just acknowledging that strength and balancing out with seeking understanding understanding yeah that's that's the key man understanding um spider-man let's do with great power comes great responsibility that uh that movie was very very woven in with the times uh far from far from home with mm-hmm. the whole fake news thing i really yeah. I really love that aspect of it i because that, that was all about messing with your perception. And, it you know, was. The Mysterio. Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio. Spoilers. Is, yeah, is not a hero. He just wanted... The wanted perception the of. perception of being a hero. And Spider-Man got exposed. I cannot wait to see what happens next. That was... Did you stay for the after credits? Uh I'll be honest. I watched it on a like a, a stream. Oh, you and, bad man! <laughs> yeah. So, I, uh, I I didn't see it. Just cut. Just cut. Oh shit! Oh, you, you want me to tell you what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So after after the credits, uh, Spider Man lands in in Times Square with Mary Jane. Oh okay. Screen. Oh yeah, he's going through. And uh, I didn't big, see that big screen on Times Square. With, with, it pops up J Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Um, you know, Jake. He's in the part. He's in the Spider Man suit, right? No, he's a. Uh, He's he's like a he's like a Alex Jones's like news news uh, like conspiracy theorist now. Okay. Um, still played by the same guy from the Raimi movies, uh, J.K. Simmons. And okay. He's, and he's like, we have found the identity of Spider-Man who killed Mysterio, and it's like shows like a low angle of of you know the the previous fight. Yeah. And it fucking exposed him as Peter Parker. Oh dang. And that's how it ends, and then goes credits. Crap. It's, it's like oh shit, credits. Um. So. Peter Parker's been exposed to Spider-Man. Well, May Fury will go in and, like, clean all the records and stuff like that. Yeah, man, I hope so. Shit. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love his portrayal. Uh, I like having Spider-Man as a kid. Yeah. I guess it's, it's yeah, so fun. I think that's originally how it, like, in the comics, how it came yeah. about. You know, he's, he's like a teenager. Yeah, with teenage problems and... I don't know. I, those movies are like the, those past two. They've been like a, like teen comedies, kind of like John Hughes ish, like it, high school. It, it movies. is kind of like an action uh, super action awkward, comedy. Yeah, uh, just hilarious nerdy shit. Yeah, um, they, I mean they've done like what four iterations of Spider Man. I think this is the best one for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's nice and having him in that that world where he's like, you know, Tony Stark is like his mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I thought that was great. That was a great, great touch. Um, you still got that Captain America costume? Uh, no, kind of. I uh, I still had the helmet. I still had the shield. I still had the utility belt. Uh, but I actually had a friend uh, who is now in Missouri. Uh, he's actually got like blonde hair and blue eyes and everything. So it looks like the guy, but he said, uh, he has cystic fibrosis. Uh, and he said, you know, I, uh, I go to this children's hospital and I would love to wear the captain America suit that you made, uh, and, and go in and see him. And, and so I was like, yeah, done. Tell me where to send it. And so I sent it off and he's been, he's been doing that. So Dude, that's dope. What's his name? Uh, uh, Jake Qualls. Wow. Jake, you're a hero, man. Way to go. Uh, you're doing the Lord's work because I'm sure the kids really enjoy that. It, it's, I mean, to go to a, a children's hospital and, and to be in a, a superhero costume, you know, yep, it, it's yeah. just got to mean the world to them. Man. Yeah, that, that's that's why I want to play a superhero someday, yeah. so I can do something just like that. Yeah, you see the Chris Pratt and Chris Evans show up sometimes in their costumes. It, it, um, it, I, I've seen a Wonder Woman. I think, you know, I think a lot of them have done it. And that's it's mm-hmm. really amazing. Like, even though they're this huge name in Hollywood, they have all this money, all this fame. Like, they still say, you know what? I, there's some, like, really good stuff I can do. Yeah. for free i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna help people in this case kids that like you know maybe you know i, I can't imagine i can't imagine being an adult and having cancer or, or having something you know so debilitating that i can't see my family that often or you know i'm always going through these horrible treatments or i just feel horrible like or i just have like no you know like you, i'm sure they get to the point where it's like why am i even alive you know they start having those questions yeah and um and then to have somebody like a superhero, like or the real the person who plays it that you've seen, you know, these movies and stuff that you've you've watched and to have them come in and say, hey, you're doing great. You know, you're you're doing awesome. Keep up the hard work, like keep fighting. Yeah, man. Man, what an impact. Like, yeah. Ah, inspiration. That, that's yeah. It's one of those reasons I'm a, I'm a superhero obsessed dude. just because what those characters mean, mean to so many people and how they've shaped our culture, shaped the world. Um pretty amazing it is great um and it's why i'm in the entertainment biz you know yeah that, that that propensity to inspire people and to uplift people and to uh um give them that escape from their their problems you know whatever's going on you know kick on a movie and you know go into a world where i don't know possibilities are endless right yeah it's a it's an amazing thing and and you know the uh i think of um the original Superman, Christopher Reeves. Mm. And I, I, I wish I had this quote memorized better, but it, it essentially went something like, you know, uh, a hero is somebody who chooses to, you know, take on obstacles or adversity or, you know, situation and, and do something extraordinary, you know, to help somebody out, right. to, to put others before themselves. And so, you know, it's, it's amazing to, to see these movies where, where people do that, to see the superhero and to do it as such, you know, with powers and abilities. But at the end of the day, you know, a, a hero is somebody who stands up for doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, whether that's, you know, being in high school and, and you see the kid over in the corner that's sitting alone at the lunch table and you say, you know what, I'm going to leave my group of friends, my whole table, it's full and go over there and say, Hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so, how are you doing today? You mind if I sit with you? 
you know, yeah. that's a hero right there. Or, you know, maybe this you're at the grocery store and this old lady, you can see she's she can kind of reach, you know, like this can of food that she wants. But mm-hmm. but she can't, you know, she's not tall enough. She can't stand up straight enough, whatever it is. And you come over and say, hey, let me get that for you, ma'am. You know, yeah. in, in that moment, that's a hero. It's somebody who who decides to do the right thing at the right time, regardless of the situation, regardless of it's popular or or what is somebody who does the right thing. And we all had that ability. We all had the ability to be heroes, you know, yeah. to to do something selfless and put others before yourself, e- even if it's small and and do it under circumstance that you're you're doing it with the intention of not having anything in return except for doing the good deed. All it takes is a small rock to cut, start an avalanche, right? True. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, mm-hmm. man. Um, well, you want to want to wrap it up from there? I got I got uh, good, yeah. I got homie coming into a to do a shot shot list, but uh, dude, this was that was great. Uh, very inspirational talk. I uh, I love I feel energized. I feel awesome. Excited about life. Um, tell tell the peeps at home where they should uh, I don't know how to find you of. Uh, get get in touch with what you're doing so if you guys want to see more of what i'm about and and whatnot uh you can follow me uh on instagram it's probably where i'm most active right now uh david miller fitness is my name on there uh every now and then i'll put something up on uh, the wall street trainer as well i have a uh, a website uh davidtodmiller.com where i kind of put you know uh videos where I, I kind of go into talks like what Justin and I had today, uh, but also, uh, you know, workout videos, uh, in-depth uh, video blogs and nutrition recipes, cookbook, that kind of stuff uh, behind the scenes of anything I've done in the past, uh, you know, for commercials and whatnot, just kind of see what's on the other side or see how things run. Uh, let's take to get trained by you. Do you, do you have, do you only, are you like, do you prefer to have like someone in person or would you like do like a, Call, phone calls or FaceTime. Uh, kind of either or. Like I, I have a, you know, I have kind of all those options available. You know, uh, we can do in-person training. Uh, we can do Skype training. I do uh, consultations. So maybe you're someone who just has some questions. You want to talk for a half hour, hour. Yeah. Uh, kind of get things set up. I make online nutrition plans, workout plans, combinations of. Uh, and you can find all that on thewallstreettrader.com. Oh, cool. uh, I taught myself how to essentially make websites and, and graphic design and that kind of stuff. So got to be a just, hustler nowadays, Just amping right? it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, got to be a renaissance man. True that, man. Um, well, thanks for coming on, brother. I, I appreciate thanks for having it. It's me. great to see you. Um, come on again. Come yeah. on and uh, talk, talk some nutri- nutrition and fitness. Definitely, definitely. I'd love to. Get, uh, get your lives together. Yeah. Um, one step at a time and and don't make it a you know life's a marathon so treat it that way set a good pace you know set a, achievable but challenging goals and and once you get that just keep going on that way and, and once you get to the point where you feel like you got a good stride try and help some other people join you amen thanks brother appreciate it uh, good shit dude yeah enjoy it thanks for talking.